This is Valley Watch, your first choice for public safety news and information. With Phoenix Fire Department Deputy Communication Director, Ali Party, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Good morning. It's nice and dark and early this Sunday. It's Alley Party once again on behalf of the Phoenix Fire Department hosting Valley Watch, a show brought to you by our good friends here at Bonneville Broadcasting. And this morning I am joined by my friend, Division Chief Jason Miller. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me here. It's very exciting. I feel like we've worked together quite a bit, but I don't think personally I've ever had you on the show before. No, no. This is, is this a your first time on Valley Watch? It is. Welcome. I know I stand on the shoulders of giants with many different hosts hosting this show so i'm trying yes very much so so i'm trying my best to really reach out to different you know sections and areas in the department that i know great work is being done i love to showcase things that maybe people aren't seeing or it's not as forward facing as public affairs and Mm -hmm. so i love to just learn more about it and share it with all those loyal valley watch listeners here at ktar so just to kind of get started, you know, tell us about yourself. How long have you been with the Phoenix Fire Department? So I, I'm going to age myself. I, <laughs> Go I got hired in 1995. So I've been with the fire department, Phoenix Fire Department, for about 29 years now. Good um, for you. Yeah, I had a long career. I spent almost all of that in the field. Um, yeah, about 13 years as a firefighter, 13, 14 years as a captain, and now I'm doing the chief thing. So it's good a fun for you. career. Thank you. Where, where did you work? Like when you were a firefighter and a captain, did you have a home station? Like what most, was your- Yeah, most of my career, I'd say a good uh, 22, 23 years of it was spent down in South Phoenix, South Central Phoenix. Wow. Yeah, I was over at 32nd Street and, uh, and Broadway for okay. seven or eight years. Yeah. And I was at uh, Central and Rozier for... Uh, 12, 13 years. So it's been fun. South South Phoenix are my people. Yes. Good. Yeah. Great people down there. No, we it, it's crazy to, to hear about the different stations and where people have worked. And um, I haven't spent a lot of time at the different stations in South Phoenix. I know 22 self-proclaims themselves as America's favorite fire station. I, so I think there, there's, there's a lot some, of people there, that proclaim us. Is that the there's yeah. some truth behind that. <laughs> and so all of that time out in the field as, you know, a firefighter and a captain, it's led you to where you are now and you are now the division chief over the ctc and us as the fire department we love acronyms what is the ctc (laughs) it stands for the command training center so yeah it's a fun place that we we're actually a regional training center so we train captains and chiefs from all over the valley um, on how to better manage those incidents that uh, the listeners are probably going to see on the evening news every Mm -hmm. night and so uh, it's valuable work. I love what I do. It's fun coming to work. And how long have you been the chief over that section? Uh, just about two years now. Very there. cool. Yeah. That makes sense because I've been with the department almost two years now. Okay. And I feel like even just as soon as I kind of got hired, you and I started working yep. together in some form or capacity. And so talking about, you know, what the CTC does with training and, you know, regional efforts, you guys are really great with like tech and data and all the cool things of in modern day firefighting. How can we really train and learn about, you know, why does this happen and how can we train to be better at it? And so um, that's one of the reasons I invited you to be on the show today, because I know that you really are, you know, forward thinking when it comes to that stuff. But we're also wrapping up Firefighter Cancer Awareness Mm -hmm. Month. And I know that you've been really outspoken about this and trying to take proactive measures and leading the Phoenix Fire Department to, you know, essentially lead the nation when it comes to these safety precautions. So walk me through that. You know, where where did that really start for you? 
You know, um, having been around for 30 years, man, the first 10, 10 or 15 years, you didn't really hear a lot of conversations about cancer in the fire service. But about 15 years ago, um, we started noticing, we as a collective fire service started noticing our friends and coworkers getting mm -hmm. diagnosed with cancer. And this was new. Up until that point, there were one-offs maybe, but, um, and it started happening more frequently and nasty kinds of cancer. And with that came this regional and really national conversation about cancer in the fire service. And at that point, maybe about 15 years ago, we really didn't know the connection. We knew smoke and fire was bad, right? Mm -hmm. That it was dangerous, but we didn't understand that there was a direct connection between that and cancer until this started building up ahead of steam. And there really wasn't a lot of science and data. That's mm -hmm. a huge, uh, uh, it's very important to me is understanding the data behind it and looking at this in real terms and how to solve real problems. And so uh, over the last 10 or 15 years, there's been an incredible amount of science and data about that. So we know a lot more now and we understand better how to use that to solve some of those problems in the fire service. And when you're looking at that data and just whether it's data or even just like the variables at play, like you talk about the smoke and the fire and like whether it's the materials that were on fire, it's leading us as Phoenix Fire to add other elements to help protect the firefighters. Absolutely. And so when we talk about firefighter cancer awareness, there's always going to be something that is inevitable mm -hmm. and it's going to be those exposures mm -hmm. because fires are going to happen and firefighters are going to have to go into those fires and put them out. Mm -hmm. That's what they signed up for. Yeah. It's terrible that they're going to be, you know, exposed to carcinogens, but what is Phoenix Fire done to try and reduce those exposures? Yeah, th and there's more than we could ever cover in this episode, but mm -hmm. I'll touch on a few. Uh, first of all, understanding that this is a really complex issue. There's not any one thing that yeah. if we change, cancer goes away. Mm -hmm. There's a, a long series of a lot of things that we've got to get better at in the fire service in order to turn this around. Um, but if we look, and, and I will say, make no mistake that it's those exposures that are directly causing the cancer. That's mm -hmm. why we have different uh, risks than the general population. Mm -hmm. That's why we're getting diagnosed with cancer at higher rates yeah. than the general population. So um, some of the things that we've targeted is how do we reduce that exposure before we get to the scene, while we're on scene, and then after the scene. And so mm -hmm. we could talk about a few things. One of them would be our turnout gear, our, our personal protective equipment. And mm -hmm. there's an interesting irony to this. Over the last 30 years, the technology in our personal protective equipment has gotten exponentially better, and yet cancer rates are skyrocketing. Yeah. And it wouldn't seem to make sense, but they're actually connected. And what happened is that as, as manufacturers were making gear better, they were looking at heat protection. They weren't looking at exposure protection. Well, as we got better heat protection, we're able now to go deeper into fires, closer mm -hmm. to the fire, be in these incredibly hot environments that also happen to be incredibly toxic environments, environments that we can never be in 20 or 30 years ago. And now we're in the middle of them. Well, our gear wasn't designed to get rid of the smoke. It was just designed to protect us from the heat. So we were still taking smoke underneath our gear, permeating some of the fabric of our gear, getting it on our necks and our, our wrists, and then ultimately uh, inhaling that stuff. So a few years ago, the Phoenix Fire Department invested in this really cool uh, turnout gear that was built for cancer prevention. It has things like uh, elastic materials on the inside of it to keep smoke from coming mm. up un into your coat. Yeah. Um, there's particulate barriers in our wrists and in our um, the, the wrist cuffs mm -hmm. and in our Nomex hoods to keep uh, that smoke from permeating that stuff. There's zippers and Velcro instead of little clasps mm -hmm. to create better barriers on that. 
our SCBAs are lighter and they allow us to breathe longer in them. They have more air to them. So in times past, we would get done knocking the fire down. There's still a lot of work to do, but we'd be hot and tired. So we'd go out and we'd take our bottles off mm-hmm. and we'd go back in and go to work. Yeah. Well, and breathing all that stuff in. So now we have this ability to wear SCBAs through the duration of that, protect our airway. So that's one of the ways is investing in this really cool technology that helps us. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the on-scene pieces is we've changed the policies of how we act and our tactics on scene. Um, as firefighters, before they leave the hazard zone, the command officers are announcing decon locations and creating up benchmark locations to where when firefighters come out of the hazard zone, they know exactly where to go. They keep all of their equipment on. They stay on air and they go directly to a decon location. There was a study done a few years ago that said uh, if you use soap water and a brush to clean the outside of gear, you can take an average of 85% of those cancer-causing toxins off the outside of your gear. So without removing that, we go to this hazard zone. We decontaminate using some really cool equipment, and then we take our gear off. Um, Another thing we encourage our folks to do is to wipe their skin with dermal wipes. Uh, Studies have shown that you can take off about 40% of the, the toxins that are on your skin with some dermal wipes afterwards. This is really important. You notice I use a lot of science and data on this. Mm. Um, This is important because another study was shown that for every five degrees your skin temperature goes up, you're absorbing toxins at four times the rate. Uh, The average firefighter skin temperature goes up by 10 degrees when they're in this act of firefights, which means that we're absorbing toxins at 16 times the rate of your normal skin temperature. So being able to come out and get wipe that skin off, get those toxins off are important. Another element that we've incorporated because of that science is we rotate crews faster. We found that if we can take fresh crews and send them in and before they get superheated, we can bring them out and rotate them in with other crews, decontaminate them, get their skin wiped down, get them cooled off. It's dramatically reducing their exposures. Um, we talked about the turnout gear, this cool turnout gear that we got. They actually invested in, Phoenix Fire Department invested in two sets of that for every member. This is unheard of really around the nation. Um, and so what we do is after we take that stuff off, we decontaminate, we take off our gear, we put it in a bag. We take a fresh set of gear and we put it back on the truck. Minimizes the cab exposure, minimizes the off-gassing, and now we've got a clean set of gear to use the rest of the shift. Um, we take that gear. Here's another cool, cool thing. I love talking about this. Sorry. I uh, know. Um, I'm not even, I don't even want to interrupt you because you're on a roll and you're <laughs> listing all this really cool stuff. And all I can hear in my head are just sound bites that like they'll go use in the newsroom because it is such good stuff oh, that good. you're reporting. So talk to us about what you were just going to say yes. about where those dirty turnouts go. Yes. We have this advanced cleaning site and it's in-house. So the Phoenix Fire Department at our warehouse has a team of people. We've got all these extractors and these drying machines. And that gear goes down to them every day. They take the gear apart. They put in these extractors and they pull out the rest of the toxins. We do that on site. Those guys are working around the clock. They'll work through. um, They've told me over 200 sets of gear in a week they can process through there. So they do that. They dry it. They assemble it and they get it back to us by the next shift. So every shift we have a clean two clean sets of gear to work through. Just amazing. And I can't say enough about those, uh, the, the team down at the advanced cleaning site. They are unbelievable. Oh, the absolutely. They and they're so, they're so cool. And they're so passionate about it too. Even, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was asking Lupe for pictures and oh, yeah. stuff and he, he was so cool. He was so <laughs> excited that we were going to highlight it. And I'm like, of course we are. It's amazing when you look at it. It's like, an industrial grade size like laundromat essentially but then on top of it the cool like pvc pipe tubes that they like dry (laughs) all the coats and gloves and everything on it really is um it it seems like it's been mastered and Mm -hmm. it is comforting to see all of those you know 
proactive and decontamination efforts because, like you said, the exposures, unfortunately, you know, those are going to continue. And it's really hard when it's not as simple as this fire, this incident gave me cancer because it's not that. It's a a collective of how many fires do Mm -hmm. uh, someone like you, you know, over 29 years on the job, how many fires have you been exposed to, you know? And so when you have all those extra efforts to really try and protect you, you know, the outcome could be a lot better. We're trying. We got a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. I'm incredibly optimistic in the future. Um, there's a lot of work that we do. There's a lot that we know that we need to do. And mm-hmm. so um, we've, we're moving in the right direction with this for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining. I, I'm not even joking when I say I think this was the <laughs> fastest episode of Valley Watch ever. They're always 13 minutes. I know the, the loyal listeners always want more because the show's so good. But um, thank you so much for joining. And everyone listening, you can learn more about all these decontamination efforts by following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Even phoenix.gov forward slash fire, you can see these efforts that we just talked about. But thank you, Chief Miller. Thank you for this opportunity. Thanks to the listeners out there. Yeah, Yeah. I know. You'll be on again. But everyone that's listening, please have a safe and happy Sunday. And as always, if you see lights and you hear sirens, pull to the right.